Hello and welcome to Fine Dining in the UK, episode 12, the podcast brought to you by www.finediningguide.co.uk. Today we discuss viral marketing and its impact on the restaurant world. We also analyse the potential role of such techniques in the future. In 1997, the unfortunately named term viral marketing was, according to Wikipedia, coined by Harvard Business School graduate Tim Draper when referring to the style of advertising practice used by Hotmail. In this case, when a Hotmail user emailed their friends, an advert was automatically appended that, for example, promoted the use of Hotmail. So when users emailed their friends, and their friends emailed their friends, the advert spread exponentially, like a virus. The definition has been broadened over the years to cover all forms of word of mouth, or word by technology enthusiasm, or buzz, generated through exploitation of social networking potential. The Nike promotion, Touch of Gold, can be considered in the broadest sense one of the early truly global viral marketing successes. The advert placed on YouTube involved the then World Footballer of the Year Ronaldinho receiving a a new pair of Nike boots which he then used to perform extraordinary tricks. The clip was viewed over 25 million times worldwide. A more recent example of the same concept might be the buzz generated about the singer Susan Boyle. Within a few days, a four-minute song video clip, again on YouTube, had gone around the world enjoying approximately 100 million views in the process. Susan shot to overnight stardom and was appearing on US chat shows within the week. The rise of Facebook and Twitter on the internet has provided vehicles which are more closely aligned to the purity of the original viral marketing definition. They both offer clearly defined natural platforms for marketers to exploit pre-developed and ever-expanding social networking structures. What is Twitter? Well, quite loosely it can be described as micro-blogging meets social networking where the internet watchwords of interactiveness and responsiveness are taken to an extreme. On on the face of it, the apparently vain and frivolous activity of writing 140 characters about what are you doing at any given time doesn't hold much water. However, when a plethora of celebrities from A to Z list are participating, the buzz becomes quite irresistible with individuals and, importantly, companies developing their own bands of followers. Fine Dining Guide started a Twitter page in April 2009, relatively late to the game by early adopter standards. The objective of the Fine Dining Guide page was to provide message alerts in real time of upcoming features on the website, as well as bulletins on matters such as technical timeouts, an example being the brief timeout experienced by the podcast series on iTunes. Within a couple of weeks, the site had 100 or so followers, two weeks later approaching 300. During these early weeks, it was noted that many Twitter participants were promoting their websites or blogs. After consideration, it was decided to introduce a viral marketing experiment. 
In 2004, when Fine Dining Guide began, the site was looking for content, and a piece was written called The Forty Perils. The article took a humorous look at 40 things that a fine dining restaurant might do that they really shouldn't, and likewise 40 things customers do, or may do, that infuriate restaurants. As with any site in its early days, any page views are gratefully received. And sure enough, as a Google listing emerged, a small trickle of visitors had a look at the pages. In the mists of time, the feature had faded into the background and not been viewed in any numbers for years. Today, among the steady 25,000 or so page views a month that the site enjoys, the Michelin homepage, the homepage itself and the Bib Gourmand pages are the most popularly viewed on an ongoing basis. So an entry was made on Twitter promoting the 40 perils pages. For one day, and one day only, those pages were the most viewed pages across the well-established 200-plus page site. The previous example of such a spike was the appearance of Alan Mur chef Alan Murchison of Michelin-starred L'Autelon and La Bacasse appearing on the BBC TV programme Great British Menu. Alan appeared for half an hour every evening at 6.30pm for a week. The programme enjoyed 3 million viewers per night. The 2005 interview the site conducted with Alan became the most popular page on the site for one week and one week only. The fascinating thing was that both spikes were of equal measure. In marketing collateral terms, can 3 million TV viewers equate to 300 Twitter followers? Well, it's an unfair comparison, but the result is interesting nonetheless, as it clearly highlights the marketing potential of social networking on the internet. What can restaurants do to take advantage? Well, as an example, the journalist Andy Lines wrote an interesting article for Big Hospitality that focused on the excellent use made of Twitter by the Michelin restaurant Galvin at Windows. The Windows site has a strong personal resonance. As a child, my father took me up the fastest lift in London, as he put it, to the top floor of the Park Lane Hilton to admire the views and have a drink in the bar. I gazed in wonderment through the doors of the restaurants at all the important and slightly frightening gathering of diners. As an adult, I have always taken visiting relatives from abroad, Australia and the US, to Windows for lunch. Regardless of the food, the views are spectacular. Hyde Park and Knightsbridge on one side, and Buckingham Palace on the other. Currently in the hands of Chef Galvin, the site enjoys the Michelin recognition it deserves. As with all fine dining restaurants, Windows is not immune to the recession, and innovative marketing techniques to put bums on seats have been explored. Andy Lyons' article quoted the general manager of Galvin's as stating that the restaurant enjoyed an average of a booking a day thanks to their Twitter presence. Given the ephemeral nature of the buzz generated by Twitter, perhaps a marketing strategy might revolve around placing a promotion on a Tuesday evening for a 20% discount for bookings on the Wednesday evening or lunchtime. You can see how this technique could apply to all sorts of businesses, 
but perhaps this is the best solution for restaurants. The dangers are twofold. The first is that 80 to 90% of Twitter content suffers in marketing terms from the email plague of spam. Messages can get lost in the mix. The second is that these social networking, as these social networking platforms mature, messages are lost in the mix for a different reason. Everyone becomes a me too. No doubt Twitter, like Facebook, will naturally develop into common interest groups that can only aid marketing, however saturation may soon follow. At the turn of May 2009, it was reported on one of the satellite US news channels that the Twitter craze had peaked and was fading. People had got bored. This is quite ironic. In an age of immediate consumption, satisfaction and disposal, it is like the vast majority of those that tweet on Twitter 